God brings to us, and which is kind of blasphemous. That's right. And, and so that, that's a real danger. Right. Yeah, and, and again, then we start to call God the devil when we suffer. And that is exactly what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to think that God would never want you to suffer. He would never hurt you. Of course he would, especially if you're being stupid. <laughs> He's going to give you a nice big smack to remind you that you need to come back home. And that's what all of our fathers did. And we didn't say later on, I really hated that you disciplined me. We said, thank you, because I've seen what it's like for people who aren't disciplined. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll get to you in a second, Gary. Sorry, I'm going to jump in here. Um, okay, so uh, just to finish off this uh, 12 verse 1 comment. So he may follow. So this is, again, the Christian who has been punished and many blows have been placed upon him by God. So he, the Christian, may follow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So he, the old Adam, may follow and surrender himself captive to the spirit. Right? Okay, now I'm jumping to uh, the next comment here on, your, on the front sheet, uh, 12 verse 3. There's two comments here. First, every hour we are in this, not file, it's vile, V, sorry, typo, yeah. Every, and, and, and this is great. Again, to keep this in mind, every hour we are in this vile life, we are attacked on all sides, chased and hunted down. Do you feel that? And if you don't, Luther says, maybe you should pinch yourself and ask if you have flesh. And if you do, then whether or not you feel it, it's true. And you most certainly need more than your piddly legs to take you away from what's hunting you down. So... Every hour we are in this vile life, we are attacked on all sides, chased and hunted down. So we must cry out to God, praying that we do not grow weary. Uh, this is uh, from the third uh, part of the large catechism on the Lord's Prayer. When we say, uh, lead us not into temptation. So that, that's part of this prayer. Um, the next part here is, we grow weary and need the sustaining power of the Lord's Supper. This is his comment on the Lord's Supper. Uh, again, one of the, I think, one of the easiest ways you can see how uh, the Lord trained us through COVID is we had to make a decision to come to church. That's a hard thing to do, especially when people keep telling you, if you come to church, you're going to die. But then you can say, I need it. If I don't have this, I most certainly will die. This is then greater than our bodily life. And that does not mean that we all throw it to the wind. But no one can make the claim, no Christian can make the claim that taking the body and blood of Jesus Christ is a risk. Not if we believe what Jesus says about it. There is no risk in the body and blood of Jesus. Well, well that's not true. There is a risk. Your old man's going to die. That's... That's what's going to happen. And you're also going to have Jesus himself. But this then is the great trick. Is that the old Adam is constantly buffeting us and making us try to think things that are not from Jesus. And again, COVID was a great test. And our dear Lord used it 
to chasten us so that I can tell you, I will never, ever not have church again. I don't care what plague or whatever is happening. It's going to happen here. And unless I am thrown in jail or someone kills me, we're going to have church. Because that is the most vital thing. Um, so, so this then is the discipline of God. And, and, and it, the point of it is to train us in two realities. One is what, uh, what Rolanda was saying earlier. Uh, that we have to learn what's actually bad for us. And we don't get it. Our old Adam is constantly making us think, well, you know, if I was just happy and comfortable, yeah, then again, you'd be on the river to hell and it's a real broad road and you'd, be, you know, you'd, you'd have a great time until you got there. And even on the way, you'd be suffering. Uh, so the Lord is teaching us because our old flesh doesn't, it doesn't learn. And so you just have to keep on showing it and punishing it again and again. Um, this is this. I, I like the idea of working out because that it's it's helpful to think that way. Uh, you can't work out for a little while uh, and then never work out again. Because what's going to happen to you? Let's say you, you had a you had a good year. You worked out all year long. Huh, you take a break the rest of your life, right? What's going to happen if you take a break? Yeah, right. Your muscles are going to break down, and if you choose to sit down on your couch and you know just eat your Cheetos. Uh, then, of course, it'll get worse and worse. Right? Uh, but it'd be easy. It wouldn't be hard. And you'd be dying the whole time. Right? And that's then what Jesus is doing for us, is if we wish to go all the way, the, only the Lord can help us do this. And because we're too weak, we need Him. We need Him to punish us when we are wrong and sustain us and notice, too, the, the point of his punishing, where is he pushing us? When he punishes, towards, towards, him. towards him, that's right. Because he's punishing you with things that are harmful to you. So that you'll actually run to the one thing needful. Right? And, and this, this is why all of the things that we endure, and this is the wonder of what God does, all things work together for your good. Your sickness and your health. Your pain and your pleasure. All things. Nothing left out. All right, so um, this is then, again, from that verse 3. So these verses, or sorry, these comments are derived from just this verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. What should we expect on our race According to this verse, yes, it's gonna it's gonna be heavy, and what's gonna what what makes it heavy to us? The hostility of sinners. Okay? Um, now, in verse four, he jumps to the other side. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. Fear from without, striving within. We uh, outwardly we are uh, in conflict with the world. Inwardly we're in conflict with our sin. Um, verse five, and you have forgotten the and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. 
For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. Scourges. Yeah, that's, that's, that was the word I was talking about. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to God, the Father of spirits, and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyous for the present, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So that's sort of a summary statement of what we've been going through. Um, so basically, dads just do stuff because they're trying to, you know, deciding it day by day. Well, maybe I, well, you did something wrong. I'm going to punish you for that, right? And, and even that we're thankful for. But God never lays on us a cross without a reason. There's always a reason. It's never pointless or meaningless. It always is for our good. And again, many times we bought into the prosperity gospel where we think that if, we, if things are going well, it's God loves us. If things are going badly, God hates us. But here we see the exact opposite. When we are punished, what should we do? Rejoice! Why are we rejoicing at God's punishing? That's right. That's right. Because we, because, because the gospel makes it make sense. Yeah. Right. Right. And and now. Now, who does it scare? It doesn't scare the new man. Who does it scare? The old Adam, Adam, shaking in his boots. Right? Oh, no, I'm going to die. Yes, you are. And because I'm too weak to do it, God's going to do it. Um, Okay, so I'll read this last comment uh, on our confessions and we'll be done. Um, So please keep this for next week. I I do want to, uh, because I think this topic is so fitting for us, uh, Belankton, which is the rest of this stuff, uh, we will again. We're not going to go word by word, but in this packet, just to tell you, Melanchthon um, describes the causes of God's punishments. That's the first part. The second part is the reason why we can be comforted in the midst of our uh, suffering. So, so if you want to, you can read this before next week. Um, and it, again, it's a great encouragement. Uh, And next week, we'll delve into why we suffer and how God uses it for our good and how we can have comfort in suffering. Um, So that's going to be next week. But let me read this last. uh, So I'm on the front page here, 12, verse 8. God's children need daily instruction, admonition, warning, and threatening because of fleshly lusts. But they also need frequent punishments so they will be roused the old man driven out and they will follow God's spirit 
So may that encourage you uh, that, again, when you suffer, it's God. And He's helping you. He's not hurting you. And He will change even this for your good. So you can learn to know that God is good in all things. And it is a great comfort in Jesus. Uh, because, again, nothing is an accident. Nothing in your life is accidental. That is a lie of the devil. God is in control, and he will bring you to your heavenly home, and he'll punish you when you need it, and bless you when you need it, all because of Jesus. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, help us as we endure your punishments, knowing that you do this for our good, training us to hate our sin, to see our sin for what it is, but also, dear Lord, teaching us to suffer for the sake of your name so that we might always cling to your Son, Jesus Christ. Give us your word always that we may cling to this and no other. Amen. Until next time.